is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. It's a great honor to have you on the show tonight. Welcome, Deepak Chopra. Thank you. Yes, this is Uri. Hi, Uri. It's Nicole Whitney calling News for the Soul. Welcome to News for the Soul, Robert Allen. Thank you, Nicole. It's great to be here with you tonight. Why are you here? We're talking to Carolyn Mace about Sacred Contracts, one of her many best-selling books. Welcome to the show, Greg Braden. Well, good evening, Nicole. It's uh, certainly a pleasure to hear your voice and a pleasure to be here tonight. Welcome to the show, Stuart Wild. Thank you very much. John Kehoe, welcome to News for the Soul. Hey. Next on News for the Soul, it's time for Breaking Through with Grace Gideon. Grace is a passionate and dedicated international life coach with a bachelor's in law, a master's in East-West psychology, and an expert in addictions. Grace combines these skills in her practice to clinically and intuitively diagnose and break through subconscious issues that prevent you from achieving success and fulfillment. She has a unique capacity to tune in to repress psychological and emotional blocks and to teach effective techniques to transform your life in a deep and long-lasting way. And now to help you make your next breakthrough, here's Grace. Hey Grace, how's it going? Hey Nicole, how are you? I'm well, how's it going? Well, I've just switched over to a new iPhone and the setup is a little bit different. So if at any point uh, the sound doesn't sound so well, would you please let me know? And it gets so far. Okay, terrific. Yeah, things are really good, Nicole. I just wanted to have a bit more of a casual show today. I did um, a Facebook Live. Have you ever done one of those? No. I'm always doing live yeah. stuff I'm live on Facebook. I can never get those to work when I'm trying to look at other people's um, <laughs> live feed. doesn't come up, so that's why I primarily never bothered. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a new product and everybody's doing it. So I did a Facebook Live this last weekend uh, broadcasting from my home in Sydney, Australia across Facebook uh, on the topic of relationships, all things relationship. And it was really interesting uh, you know, first of all, there's technical glitches, as as you and the uh, in this world know that that happened. But um, the other thing was how many questions people had about relationships and the varied questions. And I thought it was so good to give my followers on Facebook an opportunity to Q and A with me and for me to get to know them rather than just to engage with them by posting. And I a lot of what I've done with you, Nicole, has been to teach and educate and give my concepts, and um, which is really good. And, and I just thought what we try and do today is give people an opportunity to, to call in at any point. Uh, we always do, but this this more so a free form where people can Q&A and discuss their relationship uh, topics and uh, for you and I to chat about it. One of the things that I'll talk about is profound intimacy, but I'm more than happy to be interrupted at any point to focus more on the on the caller than on the content. So if anyone's tuning in uh, right now and you're ready, you have a relationship experience or a relationship question, and even before I start talking, you want to talk about it, the number is, uh, one six four six 
595-4274. Either Nicole will put you through or you can press 1 and hear a message that says you're in the host queue and then Nicole can put you through. Or email on, on the air at tellus, T-E-L-U-S dot net. So guys, this is really your opportunity to not be so shy or timid, but to just ask the questions and free form as much of uh, the area of relationships as you want. So uh, can you so uh, that, how, a little more detail? I mean, otherwise you're going to get lots of requests for intuitive readings or something like uh, get You know, more that's okay. Let them, let them give me some requests for intuitive readings. I'm pretty intuitive. Detail, it's okay. Well, look, I'll go through some of the questions people ask in the Facebook Live, but you've got to understand like I'm a life coach and an addictions expert and a relationship coach. So the kind of questions you want to ask me are the questions you'd ask of a um, probably somebody who understands psychology, therapy and coaching because they're the areas that, that I've studied. Um, so you want to ask me questions about the relationship you're in and how to deal with it better and why, you know, the hows and the whys rather than when am I going to meet my soulmate. I couldn't answer the question of when in terms of a psychic prediction, but I can answer the question of when am I going to meet my soulmate in terms of having a conversation with you about where your mindset is, what, you know, like what your beliefs are, what wounds you haven't let go of, what your visions are, and help you calibrate your psyche to a, into an openness for receiving uh, um, a true love connection. And that's one of the things I really, I really love talking about is true love connections. You know, when I talk about true love, a lot of people go, oh, it's a Disney movie, but... <laughs> You know, I think Disney's very successful because, you know, he knows how to touch the heart of what we long for and what we dream of. And, um, you know, in any area of excellence, excellence is rare. You know, they might say it's the top 2% of athletes or the top 2% of actors extremely successful relationships is also about the top 2%, you know, with divorce rates of about 60% um, in, in uh, Australia at least. And I think America has a high divorce rate and other countries in the world, but high rates of divorce uh, and high rates, not that divorce is a bad thing, by the way, um, but high rates of separation, high rates of people feeling unhappy or unfulfilled in relationship. It's almost relationships become almost like job satisfaction. You know, I'll, I'll stay here because it's what I know and it provides security rather than it's a deeply amazing, fulfilling, wonderful, passionate relationship. And people do come and see me as a career coach and they ask for me to assist them in a fulfilling, finding a fulfilling career working in their passion. 
people come and see me as a relationship coach asking for a fulfilling relationship where they experience passion. But so many people get stuck in the security, not realizing that there is uh, potential, there is possibility to have both uh, available for you right now. Do you have any views on that, Nicole? Do you want to ask me any of that or will I carry on with some of my comments? Uh, sorry, I'm just, just trying to, I was in the screening room trying to get a line to work. I just popped back. That's so I didn't right. <laughs> That's okay. Why don't you, you, you could do that and I'll just, you just um, interrupt me if there's a brave caller out there who wants to have a conversation and have a live process. And I'll just talk a bit about um, profound intimacy. Uh, I'm going to be speaking in a couple of weeks in Sydney at the Mind Body Spirit Festival on two topics. One of them is soul food, and the other one is a topic that they chose for me. And it's an interesting topic they chose. And when, when topics come to me or statements come to me, I see them as a message from the universe that this is what is needed right now. So the topic they chose is profound intimacy is available to you. Hmm. So that's, that's an interesting one. Profound intimacy is available to you. So when I reflected on, on those words and what that statement meant, I thought, well, profound intimacy is something I talk about in previous podcasts and in my blogs and to me what profound intimacy is is a deep it's a deep heartfelt spirit-filled connection that's experienced in a true love relationship so I'm talking now in the area of love relationships I'm not excluding profound intimacy in other forms of relationships but I'm focusing today on the love, on the romantic partner, life partner relationship. So profound intimacy is a deep heartfelt and spiritual connection that's experienced in a true love relationship. Then the second part of the topic is that it's available to you. So why available to you? Why did the universe decide to, to make that the topic? To me, available to you means that it's not just a general theme. It's specific to you, to you who's listening out there, to you who's interested in this topic, to you whose heart wants for and desires profound intimacy. So it's available to you, not to your friend, not to your neighbor, not to your better looking sister or, you know, gorgeous friend from high school. It's available to you. And the word available suggests that it's now. It's not a fantasy that you long for or crave. It's not some desire or dream that keeps getting deferred. You know how some people go, oh, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, that'd be so nice if I went on a cruise of the Caribbean. Oh, that would be so nice if I had 
you know, a man buy me flowers or a woman, you know, tell me how wonderful I am and how proud she is of me. And that'd be so nice if I got treated that way. It's not this longing fantasy that you crave for that gets deferred until you've put the kids through school or made a million dollars or uh, worked through enough issues or lost weight or you stop being scared or busy or inadequate or insecure. It exists, as Deepak Chopra talks about, in the field of infinite possibility now. And it's available for you now. Not when you lose five pounds. Now. Not when you get through the last breakup. Now. It's available now. The deferral that happens is all part of either a grief process, which I guess has to happen because we're human, or it's part of some sort of mindset that really says, I don't deserve to have what I want now. I deserve to dream about it. I deserve to wish for it, but I don't deserve to have it. And that's scary because life's too short to live in deferral. One of the quotes that I have is, the longer you long, the longer you're longing. So if you, if you keep deferring and waiting for that moment when it's your time, what you're feeding is the behavior of longing. And the more you feed it, the more it grows. So you end up in a pattern of being a longer rather than a haver, yeah, or a procrastinator rather than a doer. So you don't want to participate in the world of, you know, when he stops drinking or when she has time for me or when I finish this or when I finish that. Of course, being practical, life has planning in it, but... I'm talking to those of you who know that there's always some part of you that says it's, it's not my time yet or I wish it was. So profound intimacy available to you right now is this, this true love, deep heartfelt connection that you can pull in from possibility to actuality through the process of manifestation. Okay, I just wonder who of you out there would like some of that intimacy in their life and who out there would like that intimacy not just as an ideal but as a reality available right here, right now. I'm hoping quite a few are saying yes, please. So what I noticed from the uh, Facebook live session, from the questions that I got, is where some of the callers or, or some of the um, some of the people on that, you know, who who commented, some of the commenters, some of the engagers, what their questions were and where they were at, and I could summarise some of the um, situations they were in. So let's have a look at where you might be right now. Perhaps you're currently in a relationship, you feel a bit miffed or you're unhappy or you're unfulfilled. You're not sure whether to stay or whether to leave because you're worried about money or family or 
what people will think or pride or security. So you've confused settling for settling down and you've shelved your right to some sort of personal happiness. You might be getting happiness through your other aspects of your life, but you've shelved your right to happiness in love. Or maybe you love your partner, you're with your soulmate, you're with the person you want to be with, but you've kind of just gotten used to each other. You've gotten into some kind of rut where there's no romance and where you take each other for granted. And you know that you don't want to be with anyone else, but you don't really have time to treat each other in a special way or to look at each other in a special light. Maybe you're in a pattern of being consistently drawn to unavailable men or women or even worse, abusive ones who treat you really badly or who ignore you and neglect you. Perhaps you're single and you just can't find the one. You know, you, you, you get attracted and you have relationships that might be superficial or temporary, but you just can't find the one person that you really deeply fall in love with and just want to be with. And perhaps you're like one of the people who, you know, commented on my Facebook Live that they just simply don't believe in true love. They just don't believe in it. Either they never did believe in it or they used to and they've become very, very disappointed. So they've stopped believing in it. So if that's where you are, let's look at where you might like to be. Imagine that you've found the one for you. Imagine that your faith in love has been restored or you've managed to rekindle the long-lost romance in your existing relationship. Just picture passion and fun, a strong attraction and a deep connection with your partner for life. Obviously, life being life, adversities are still going to happen, but I want you to just visualize now Visualize now that you have a partner who's got your back. One that you can go through difficulties with, having them by your side to support and understand you. Imagine you can talk through the problems with a person, whether the problem is external or with them, have an argument, then have a laugh and come out the other end side without thinking oh my god is my life over is the rug going to be pulled out from under me is he going to abandon me or is she going to leave or have an affair I want you to see yourself dreaming and planning an amazing future with the man or woman of your dreams your soulmate your friend your lover your twin flame picture that picture the passion picture the attraction picture the support Picture the planning, picture the future and don't let skepticism take you away from it. Just picture it all and just let yourself think, does that feel good, yes or no? 
I hope that feels good to you. It certainly feels great to me. So how are you going to get from where you are to where you want to be? From, say, being ignored to being intimate, from loneliness to passion. Would you agree that if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you've got? Well, if you agree, then you know that we need a new way. We need a strategy to transform your love life from disappointing, shallow or average to one of a profound, delicious intimacy now. So in my relationship coaching for nearly two decades, a lot of the stories that I've listened to where people have shut down have had heartbreak, mistrust, betrayal, longing, loneliness in them. And I've had to help them transform all those negative emotions into hope again, into action, into possibility. And I've had to transform my own relationship story quite profoundly. And that may involve leaving someone or it may involve just rekindling something with that. You can't be scared of the process. You have to be open and willing to go through the process in order to have what you want because you can't really have you serve two masters. You're either going to serve the vision of true love and profound intimacy or you're going to keep, you know, holding on to the edge and go, no, nah, you know, I don't believe it. Just keep convincing me, keep convincing me. No, you have to surrender to the idea that it's available for you for it to become available for you. So in all this work, I've been able to determine some key factors for success and the key obstacles to people experiencing a profound intimacy between them. And for those of you who've listened to my previous shows, the main entry point for, for all my work is going and working with your personal unconscious, subconscious, the collective unconscious, whatever is not conscious, and, and looking at those elements of your psyche and seeing what it is that's sabotaging your chance at happiness, then finding ways to eliminate those sabotage patterns and let love in. Okay. So for me to help you understand your psyche's role in your success or failure and enable you to have profound intimacy right now, I've developed this process and it's got a cute name. The name is Profound Intimacy Now Manifesta. For sure, it's Pinum. That doesn't mean pin them down and don't let them go guys it's just a handy acronym that I came up with P-I-N-M pin them I've got this other acronym too that I've done in previous shows and that's the one for removing barriers to intimacy and it's a three step process and guess what that one's called it's called BED after all we are talking about intimacy and BED stands for beliefs, emotions, and defense mechanisms. And when we're removing your barriers to intimacy, we look at your four, six beliefs, your toxic emotions, and the defense mechanisms that block you allowing intimacy in. 
they're all part of these sabotage patterns. So when we want to go from barriers to intimacy to profound intimacy now manifesting, we need to go from bed to film. Like that? It's quite cute. So um, let's have a look at the three key elements the profound intimacy now manifestation process. And number one, it's being able to know, verbalize, and visualize what you're wanting to manifest. Number two, it's knowing what the barriers are to achieving that which you want to manifest and how to remove them. And three, inviting it to manifest in reality without allowing avoidance, deferral or distraction to hijack you from your dream fulfillment. So one's wondering what to do for themselves right now. The number is one six four six five nine five four two seven four or the email is on the air at telus.net. Would you like to take a call, Greg? Yes, please. I just didn't want to interrupt you on your roll there. Let's go to all the lines are showing up as all ones, and I can only get some of the lines to work. Let's try this one. One, 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 one. one of you is now live. What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? Hello, is it me? I think it is you. What's your first name? Hi. Hi. Let me get you off a speakerphone because it's echoing. Um, Hold on. It's Anne from Boston. Can you hear me? Anne from Boston? Yes. Hi, Anne. Can you hear me? Oh, sorry. Yes, I Um, can. Oh, good. I just took off the speakerphone. Very good. So I love what you just said. That was very good. I love what you just said. Do, do, so, do you like the pinum? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good acronym. I thought that was very good. <laughs> Quite clever. <laughs> Quite clever. Thank you. Do you want to pin someone? <laughs> <laughs> I keep what, trying, but where it doesn't work out. Tell me where you're, where you're at. I mean, not where you're at geographically, but where you're uh, at in relationship land. Oh, and that I'm a caretaker. A codependent caretaker. Oh. You have a good heart. We start off with a good heart codependence, don't we? Yes. Mm. So what's not working for you right now? Are you with someone? Yes. And have you been married or something? Well, for 20-something years, and basically uh, it's developed into a disabled taken care of. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I think I've um, spoken to someone before in this situation. Um, So, Anne, are you lonely? Very. Uh, So you're, um, are you, are you lonely on an, um, intimacy level. Oh, that doesn't even exist. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I had to I had to say that properly <laughs> no, for the, on air. Um I, oh. I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. And and are you lonely on a feeling level too? No, I don't think so. I think um I that's thing that's one thing I can't escape, you know. Does he does he love you? Um, as much as possible. I don't think there is a capability there. Was it before he was disabled? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's, you know, a selfish individual who doesn't know any way way other than that way. So some people are just born that way or brought up that way, and they just are that way. Yep. So, so, and were you a caretaker even before you got married? That is my nature. And did you caretake um, your siblings or either of your parents? All of the above. Uh-huh. So, you know vibration, it sounds like you're pretty aware. You know that you manifest at the level of your vibration? Yes. So, what is a what is a rescuer going to manifest if they vibrate through decades of behavior as a rescuer? Well, you know, when you hold somebody's life in your hands, it's some mm-hmm. it's very difficult to abdicate the position you live in. So that's really interesting. You know, you went straight to abdication. What about transformation? Yep. That would be the goal. Okay. So we're not leaving him. No. No. You don't you're not leaving. No. So take away the fantasy of escape because I can tell by your vibration you're not leaving. No. So what we're gonna do form the relationship. Perfect. Because you see because if your mindset is I'm either abandoning myself or abandoning him, you're going to stay stuck forever. Yes, yes, I I agree with that. You're not selfish enough to abandon him and you're used to abandoning yourself, so you're going to stay here forever. I know. So if you keep doing what you're doing, you keep getting what you've got. So would you agree that you need to do something differently to get from where you are to get to something better, even if it's not Disneyland. <laughs> Perfect, yes. But I, I've okay. realized, I realized within myself that everyone else is more important than me, than yes. the case. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's a belief. That's, you know what I just said about the other little acronym, BED? false fixed belief Mm -hmm. the belief is everyone goes ahead of me so you're just a very very normal codependent right codependents have traits of martyrdom self-abandonment self-sacrifice that it's just a package you know what i mean it's just a package so good the hard work for you is not whether you leave him or not. That's irrelevant. The hard work for you is 
very, very simply, how does boundary setting look for you and how does self-care look for you? How do I hold on to me without abandoning you, right, without abandoning them? So yes. do, not, do not start giving me excuses or lists of all the good things you do for yourself or excuses why you can't. Get that out of your head right now, okay? Wonderful. Yes, it's gone. Okay, is that gone? It's gone. Okay. So in the profound intimacy manifesto, the first thing is knowing, verbalizing, and visualizing what you're wanting to manifest. Okay. So if you could improve one thing with your partner today now see that now the minute I said that you had a thought and it was a negative thought what was that negative thought that just went through your mind oh um struggle that's the only word I come across okay struggle okay so imagine the word struggle right picture it leaving your body and put it to the side right now and replace it with the word open and brave Words, open and brave, okay? That's your new okay. identity. I do, not, I, do not want, I do not want to talk to struggle and for the rest of this phone call. Do you understand? Yes. I only want open, brave and, okay? Are we there? Okay. Yeah, I've already yeah. been at the brave because I'm probably the bravest person I've ever met in my life. Okay, brave for self. Oh, yeah, okay. Good. The bravery I'm going to ask you for, you know what, you're brave for others though, aren't you? Yes. Okay, so if you took that bravery and applied it to yourself, right, then you could set any boundary you wanted to without abandoning anybody. Could you say that back to me? I could um, say that if again. If I applied... If I applied my bravery to myself. Okay. If I applied bravery to myself. I could set any boundary I wanted. Boundary I wanted. Without abandoning anybody. Without abandoning anybody. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> it, you know, I keep forgetting it because it's very difficult for me because it's new. Um, Good girl, exactly right. Do you have a pen? It's a no. Because you know um, what? I can't tell you how many people are going to benefit from this, Anne. It's so brave of you to be the one doing the process. Okay. Get a okay. pen, and anybody who's codependent, get a pen and write this okay. down. All right. If I applied my bravery to myself. Okay. If I applied my bravery to myself, I could set any boundary I wanted to without abandoning anybody. Okay. So that's abandoning anybody I want to abandon. No, just for, without abandoning anybody. You don't have to abandon okay. anybody because no one's actually abandoned in truth, okay? You might, you might, you could choose any boundary you wanted. So 
What you've got to do is you've got to work with the area of boundaries. And boundaries are a real skill, right? And great boundaries for a codependent is almost like training for the Olympics, right? (laughs) It's a skill. People think boundaries are easy, you know. It's just like people think weight loss is easy. Yeah, eat less, exercise more. Or stop drinking is easy. Just don't drink, yeah. Just set a boundary. (laughs) People are always doing that. They have no Uh, idea that when you're a codependent, an alcoholic or a food addict, it's easier for you to get a medical degree than to not pick up that chocolate bar drink or set a boundary. You know what I always said about things like that? I always said that well, those are cliches to me. Those are all cliches. They are. You know? They are. But they they're come cliches. from people who don't suffer with the condition. So, you know, they're very well-meaning because that's why advice isn't very helpful when you're dealing with trauma because most people are intelligent enough to know the advice. It's what's the underlying trigger and what's the skill and how much work is it going to take to get that skill right okay Mm. so yes so sweetheart it's gonna take it's gonna take deep love of yourself for you to go back over your codependency literature and review the topic of boundaries and design the kind of boundary that's going to work within the relationship that's going to make him respect you. Yes. And when he respects you, you will have broken a pattern that's been going on for decades and probably went on with your mom and her grandma and all the codependents in your family. Maybe it was the men, maybe it was the women. So it, it's, it's light work, boundary setting. It's not just being rude. It's light work. It's not selfish. It's vital to end the rescuer-victim-perpetrator triangle and bring us all into equality and and mutual respect and mutuality. Okay, my darling? So my homework for you Uh is to go over that statement, yeah, and connect with bravery turned inwards, self-love, and the amount of struggle and effort you put into being there for others, put 20% of that into you and feel free to send me an email at graceatgracegideon.com and get some free feedback on mm-hmm. the wording of your boundaries or the area of boundaries. All right, my love? Yes, thank you. Thank you, Anne. Thank you. Nicole, would anybody else like to call in or would I keep talking about profound intimacy? Uh, I'd like to get this. I really want this. Sorry, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, I just wanted to get this email question in because it was a pretty interesting one. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is from Teresa in Ontario, and she's noticed a long-standing pattern with not just herself but many other women of going many, many years without relationships. And she has a theory Mm. to run by you, being that the world is so overpopulated. Is it possible that we're literally just evolving beyond the point of needing the same levels of intimacy? Curious what your answer would be to that. 
I, Teresa, I don't know. I don't. I agree with you that we don't need. I agree that there isn't a level an evolution around lacking around not not needing. I think that's an intelligent comment that the need is diminishing. I'm not sure that the desire is diminishing. I'm not sure that the value of intimacy is diminishing. Um, in terms of overpopulation, I think that's a very interesting theory about, you know, nature Nature puts that hunger for the purpose of procreation. I think there's... Um, I think it's an intelligent comment. I think... Um, but I would probably ask you... I think you could write a very good thesis on this and it would probably be very interesting to read. But then I would probably wonder whether part of your block to intimacy is this intellect of yours, uh, whether you intellectualize or, um, you know, rationalize or think on that level. And if it is, I mean, I don't know, I'd have to hear your voice to know, but if it is, then, and that you do desire intimacy, then I would put that in the intellectual category and, and, and give it a validation for a tick. But I'd come back to what my deep desire was. And if my deep desire was to have a true love connection, um, you can have one without populating the world and you can just have an organic deep love if you allow yourself to be vulnerable and if you allow yourself to believe it's available for you. Uh, again, you know, not everyone gets the quality of love I'm talking about, but if it's something you deeply desire and you're willing to believe is about available for you and you're willing to be open to it, you can have it without threatening your theory. Okay? Thank you. That's a great question. Both great questions. Mm-hmm. Anyone else or will I just do a bit more on this Profound intimacy um, now manifesto. Let's carry on. I'm still not working on the words here. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Okay. So, this in in terms of profound intimacy now manifesting, the three key elements was knowing, verbalizing, and visualizing what you're wanting to manifest. And in Anne's case, it wasn't some big vision. It was for her. I decided the best thing would be the setting of a boundary that that inspired respect for Anne, thing that I would want her to focus on and for anyone also in a relationship where they feel that they're getting taken for granted um, or not getting their intimacy needs met, that, you know, getting, visualising the boundary that's required uh, and a boundary is something you say, you set, you request, you know, I can talk more if you want to know how to set a good boundary. Email me, grace at gracegedeon.com. Number two is knowing what the barriers are and how to remove them. And number three, inviting it to manifest in reality now without allowing avoidance, deferral or distraction to hijack you from your fulfillment. So let's look at that. The first point is knowing what we're wanting to manifest. With profound intimacy... Now, what we want, 
let's be clear, already exists in the present. It's in the field of infinite possibilities. And what it is, is being open. Are you listening, Teresa? It's being open to and available for and welcoming of a deep, heartfelt, spiritful connection in a true love relationship. Vulnerability is the experience of letting yourself be seen. Profound intimacy is letting yourself surrender to a deep, heartfelt experience of being loved. Vulnerability is letting yourself be seen. Profound intimacy is letting yourself be loved. And as you surrender to receiving true love, you allow yourself to surrender to giving true love because to give and receive are one in truth. As we do this authentically, our partner comes into resonance with our authentic vibration. In Anne's case, as she turns her bravery for others towards herself and gains self-respect, her partner will come into into resonance with that vibration, feel the congruence, feel the authenticity, and surrender to respecting her. As you come into the vibration of true love and the belief that you deserve to have a true love partner of your own right now, then the person who's meant for you out there in the field of infinite possibilities will pick up that, that vibration, will come into resonance with it, feel its congruence, feel the surrender and become open and safe to allow him or herself to surrender into that connection with you. This is mutuality. And this mutuality creates a profound, grounded, multi-dimensional intimacy. Has that enticed you? Are you still too jaded or skeptical to believe that's possible? As I said before, it's clearly rare. But it's in each field of endeavor that we find excellence to be rare. A relationship of this outstanding variety is real. It's available. And if you want it badly enough and you're willing to work on your confidence and your self-esteem enough, then you can have it. Now, when I say work on it, I don't want those people out there who are deferrers to say right now, I'll go and do 50 million assignments from grace and then down the track I can have it. That defeats the purpose, the now part. You must, in every endeavor you do, constantly be open to it exists right now. It can't be it exists after I've done you know, my degree. It it exists after I've kind of sorted out this issue, this problem, renovated the house, lost the weight, um, you know, bought the new wardrobe, done the hair. They're They're all things that happen as part of you being the best version of you. But the belief is right here, right now, 
it's available. You know, power of now. It's in the now. So whenever your mind starts switching off and going into tomorrow, bring it back to, okay, it's here right now. It's here right now. It's in the field right now, right now. You know, God help me become willing to have it right here, right now. You know, the Course in Miracles says your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you've built against it. So it's, it's telling you, you don't go around looking for love. It's telling you just keep shedding, shedding ignorance, shedding fear, shedding the blocks, and the love will enter you. Do you want to ask me anything else right now, Nicole, or will I just talk a bit more about true love connection? We have a, a couple more questions, but they're off topic. They're on food addiction questions, so if you like, we can Go save on. them. Let's, um, yeah, yeah, let's have a okay. food addiction question because I really want this to be for the caller. Okay, great. All right, awesome. Let's pull this one up then. Uh, so we've got Rebecca in Seattle, and she's asking if you have a specific recommended do eat, don't eat, recommended list to overcome food addiction. Yeah, yeah, good on you, Rebecca. Great, easy question. Yes, having been a food addict all my life and having experimented with my body, it's very, very clear to me what triggers the phenomenon of craving and what doesn't for me. Get a pen, get a paper, let me tell you. The three areas, this is not my work. This is freely available work. This is freely available information out there in the recovery community. I'm not taking any credit for this information whatsoever. It's out there in the recovery community, in the 12-step community, uh, if you're interested. But this is what... um, and it's also in literature, uh, the Food Addiction book by Kay Shepherd, uh, Food Addicts in Recovery. There's a lot of literature out there. But having read all of the things and done a variety of things, for me, number one is no sugar other than fruit. Yeah? And for me, that includes no fancy sugars from health food stores. They trigger me too. So not just Don't turn it into no processed sugar, even unprocessed sugar. Other than fruit and milk, you know, lactose and fructose and, you know, yogurt, you know, whatever comes in those forms in uh, moderate quantities, okay? So the rules are no sugar, no flour, moderate quantities. Some people weigh in measure quantities, some people eyeball right? Depends on how severe your food addiction is. I also have a food, a free food addiction guide for you to be able to determine whether you're a normal eater who's just going through some um, weight issues right now, whether you're a body image person, whether you're a dysfunctional eater, or whether you're a food addict. Um, if you email me at grace at gracegideon.com, I will send you that free guide for you to look at. It's, it's also all over my Facebook. But no sugar, no flour, weight and measured quantities, 
There's one more category, individual binge foods. Let me tell you mine. Nuts, chips, crackers, creamy cheeses, fried foods. Okay? I hope that helps. Anything else or will I do uh, the final well, we'll wrap up and stuff at this point? We've got four minutes to the top of the hour. Sure. Okay. I want to, I, I wrote down what I think the components of true love is. And this, this is just my thoughts on it. Okay. So I talked to you about profound intimacy being a deep heartfelt spiritual connection that's at the core of a true love relationship. And just to distinguish myself a little bit from Disney, um, love is a force. It's an energy. It's also an emotion, emotion, energy and motion. And it has these elements in it. So when we're looking at true love, I like you to look at these elements. But there's this energy moving through you and the components when you're saying, should I stay with this guy or not? Should I stay with this person or not? Is this person right for me? Does it have these things? Write them down. Do I have a connection? Do I have an attraction? Connection and attraction are different. Attraction is chemistry, physical, intellectual. Connection is like this spirit thing where you just feel it in your, in your gut and in your heart and in your intuition. Do I have a connection? Do I have an attraction? Are the components of acceptance, respect, trust there? Am I experiencing vulnerability and intimacy, mutuality and soul growth? Okay. Connection, attraction. Acceptance, respect, trust. Vulnerability, intimacy, mutuality and soul growth. If you have any questions, I mean, I've got one more conscious relating, but I God, I thought the list went on forever. But anyway, if you want to ask about any of those, email me, grace at gracegideon.com. And um, that's about it. I'm going to give you your homework. This is going to be fun. This is doing a vision board, okay? So instead of a journaling assignment, I want you to get magazines, picture books. If you're artistic, draw something. Your soul talks to you in symbols. Your subconscious talks to you in symbols. We're going to work with those aspects of your psyche in this assignment. Do a vision board, and the heading of the vision board is profound intimacy now manifesta. That's your profound intimacy now manifesta or manifestation board. Once you've got all the images out there, if you want to, Take a photo and send it to me. I love looking at them and I'll give you all the symbolic meanings of what you said and all the themes. Otherwise, find a intuitive friend and analyze the images and ask them if they can see themes or patterns or subtext messages in the images. Then, you know, put your vision board somewhere where you can see it if you don't mind and then just keep affirming 
that it exists right here, right now, and welcome that reality into your existence. Okay, that's it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Nicole. Nicole, next week I've got this awesome guest. His name is Harry T. He's a celebrity medium and psychic who's kind of on TV here and uh, very, very, very successful and very wonderful and a dear friend of mine. So Harry will be on the show with me next um, on the 23rd of October, 3 p.m. PST or PDT and 6 p.m. on the East Standard Time. So please, all of those people who actually want to ask psychic questions, you're more than welcome to have Harry give you a reading. Okay, everyone, just remember when you understand the workings of your psyche, feel and act the way you do, your breakthrough is imminent and your life can be amazing. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thanks, everyone. See you in two weeks. All right, Grace, all the best. Grace Gideon, all at newsforthesoul.com. We're back with more after this. News for your soul. Life-changing broadcasts to souls around the world since January 1997. Call in to live News for the Soul shows daily for intuitive coaching, readings, numerology, leading-edge health information, and much, much more with featured hosts from around the world. Go to newsforthesoul.com to join the next live show now. That's newsforthesoul.com. Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. It's a great honor to have you on the show tonight. Welcome, Deepak Chopra. Thank you. Yes, this is Uri. Hi, Uri. It's Nicole Whitney calling News for the Soul. Welcome to News for the Soul, Robert Allen. Thank you, Nicole. It's great to be here with you tonight. Why are you here? We're talking to Carolyn Mace about Sacred Contracts, one of her many best-selling books. Welcome to the show, Greg Braden. Well, good evening, Nicole. It's uh, certainly a pleasure to hear your voice and a pleasure to be here tonight. Welcome to the show, Stuart Wilde. Thank you very much. John Kehoe, welcome to News for the Soul. Hey, how are you? Next up, Dr. David Morehouse. I'm so glad that you called me because you are doing such an important task, important work, because you are spreading a very positive message. I was really moved by last week's show because we made a commitment to a worldwide event to try to change consciousness. I'm feeling enormous energy around this show. Just enormous, enormous. Uh, I I'm, I'm really have to hand it to you, Nicole. You've created sort of a niche of amazing, amazing connections. It's just like... <laughs> the angels and the devatas that are like attracted to news for the soul is amazing. And we love news for the soul. Hello everybody, this is Damien Brinkley. Welcome to the hearts and minds of Informant. This is news for the soul. <laughs> 